Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're, we're very happy. Obviously got me stuttering over here and everything else. Got me sweating. I'm ready to go. It feels like the beginning of the football season because... It's something completely new. Mm-hmm. And we got something new coming in here with a different change, different attitude, with a winning attitude, been around winners, and he's going to bring that here to Syracuse. And that's what we need. The Orange Zone, sponsored by Billy Whitaker Cars and Trucks. What's up? Welcome in. It is a very important award-winning Orange Zone podcast. I'm Tommy Sladek, Samantha Cross, and James Mungro. We have Brendan Hodges. Mungro is doing the happy dance. A new head coach of Syracuse football. Fran Brown, assistant coach with Georgia. Defensive backs recruiting ace is coming in as the 31st head coach in Syracuse football history. Immediate reactions. Samantha. I like it. I like it. My first immediate reaction is, hey, it's a little bit of a risk because of the fact that he doesn't have any head coaching experience. I know we'll get into all of that. But when you think about all of the things that Wildtack and the fan base and the fan base wanted, mm-hmm. Northeast Connections, one of the best, if not the best recruiters in the country, and an overall good guy, I think you are getting that in Fran Brown. Over to Mongro. We're in a good position. We're in a great position, and I think – I haven't said this in a long time. I think Syracuse got it right, finally. We finally got something right in uh, hiring Fran Brown, and I, I think he's going to come in here and do a hell of a job for us. Brendan Hodges. Ditto. Tommy, when I came in today, we were – I sat down in your little sports office. It's Tuesday, the day that Fran Brown is announced, and we were talking about this. And you said, first thing, I can't wait to sit down with this guy one-on-one. And that alone should tell everybody what they need to know about who this guy is. And there are plenty of stories that I know you're working on in regards to this that are going to shed a little more light over who he is as a person and a coach. Big time. Right Exciting there. times right now. Exciting times. Exciting times. And just let everyone know, new episodes are released every Wednesday. We invite you to like, comment, subscribe. Also, be sure to check us out on our all-new Instagram and TikTok page for even more Orange Zone content. Um, big clap it up shout out as we just hit 250 subscribers. Brand new channel. Ooh, okay. So, That's big step in the right direction. We're getting it. We're moving. Every 250 of you, thank you. If you're listening for the first time, thank you. Thank you, fans. Welcome in. Because right now is an exciting time to be listening and to being a part of this, uh, you know, orange fan world. And again, Fran Brown coming in, 41-year-old, Camden, New Jersey native, announced officially on Tuesday. And again, the big thing with this guy, and it'll be a big part of this discussion, and we're going to start right now, is he does not have head coaching experience. This will be his first gig as head coach. So if you're a fan with no background, you might be saying to yourself, because of the other candidates that were in the mix or at least talked about, they all had that head coaching experience. What makes this guy stand out? Why take a chance on someone that's only been a positions coach in the Power Five 
and it's because of his recruiting. He is considered one, if not the best recruiter in the country. 24-7 sports has him right now as number one, has two five-stars, two four-stars committed to Georgia, and that is big for this, and it goes and it ties into what John Wawadak was saying about Northeast ties because this guy checks it off. This is what you also have to consider. Sure, the fact that he's a great recruiter matters in the sense that there are going to be a couple. (laughs) Sorry, I'm bringing my mic up. Got real short on me. Okay, thank you, folks. Sorry for your ears. Keep going. That's all right. I'll start that part over again. I think the fact that he is a great recruiter matters Mm -hmm. for a couple different reasons. The first one being... Yes, of course, down the line in the years to come, this is going to be great because he's going to be able to build a program the way he wants to build it. But today I was also thinking about the fact, even before I saw the announcement on Twitter, that, hey, he's probably going to have a couple guys from Georgia maybe hop on over with him if he's really a big part of the reason why they were recruited and you already saw somebody who is committed to Georgia hopping in the transfer portal. Isn't that right? Right, it is. That he recruited, though? I couldn't tell you that right now. Okay. But it's it's I think we we can't look at that and be like he's coming to Syracuse, but it it shows what this guy could bring immediately. And I would I would be very surprised if of the players from Georgia that transfer out, which as we know with every team right now people are going, I would be very surprised if we do not see one of them coming to Syracuse. I would be just yeah, because of that relationship. I, I mean, we, we got to be realistic. I'm a realistic person when yeah. looking at the whole big picture of what's going on right now. This is exciting times for Syracuse. Um, you know, with this new coach coming in, yes, we talk about recruiting, but Georgia speaks. <laughs> Georgia's program uh, speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's a good recruiter. But when you have the number one team in the country, you know, for the past couple of years, <laughs> it speaks for itself. Now, he's a part of that, and he, he's doing good things and helping the program. Sure. But there's other coaches as well in that program that has proven themselves, you know, for recruiting-wise, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying recruiting-wise for Northeast, I think it's great, but I think don't go crazy about it because obviously he's on the best team <laughs> in the country right now, right. Georgia. Right. Uh, but he has the ties in the Northeast, and I think that's – really really good directions that Syracuse is going in to get the, the you know the kids from the northeast but you know when you're talking about you know his recruiting in Georgia for myself I say to myself Georgia speaks for itself they, they don't need friend I mean he's a great coach but for recruiting wise players are going to go there for Georgia not for the coach and here's a good here's a perfect tidbit to that um he was on it was called keeping it a buck podcast back in may and he was asked a hypothetical question tim leonard actually grabbed a quote from this um, a hypothetical about how he would recruit big time players as a coach at a smaller school than georgia and he said he goes if kids fall in love with coaching why wouldn't they fall in love with me? And he goes, the biggest difference when it comes to recruiters are those that are, you know, they're recruiting for the logo on their hat. How many of them are able to recruit for the, for the person and without that logo? And he says he's someone that can do it without that logo. Well, he that's, says that's, that's, well that's, that's great then. That's, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's a plus for us, obviously. Um, but, you know, with his expertise, and as you were saying that uh, he has no head coach coaching experience, he's been around for a while. Uh, he played professional. He's been coaching. He's been directors uh, at, at different programs down in Temple. He started as a director under Steve Adazio, um, and then he, he became a coach. Right. And so he ha- he knows the whole system. So, you know, him transitioning to being the head coach won't be a problem at all. I mean, he's been around, and he knows how the programs go. Uh, and obviously he's at, 
at the best program right now in the country. So uh, I, I think by him bringing that winning, winning, winning attitude, you know, uh, that's going to be tremendous for us. And he's been around that. He's been around that with Matt Rule. He's been around that with Greg Schiano, and now he's around that with Kirby Smart, like you said, at the best program in the country. So will that be enough where he's he's been learning from this great people? It's finally his shot. How is that going to translate? And and James seems pretty uh, seems pretty comfortable with that. Yeah, and I think a lot of the fan base does too because I'll be honest, for me, the fact that he hasn't had head coaching experience before, it didn't really derail me. It didn't make me feel super nervous. At the end of the day, Everybody has to start somewhere. Exactly. You can't not give the guy a chance just because he's never been in the role before. And if anybody is going to do it for the first time and do it successfully, you want the guy who has been around and seen and helped to build success. That is what he has done. Yes, he hasn't been the head coach, but he's been at the top level. He's seen what it takes to rise to a level of success that Syracuse has not had over the course of the past few years. All of that aside... Many people have been saying, and we've been seeing tweets come out of the woodworks, supporting how great of a guy this guy is. And I think that that is a thing that cannot be understated. Because, Mungro, I feel like for weeks you especially have been saying how important that element of it is. And I'd love to hear in your in your own words, why it's important to have a coach who you want to play for. And, and that's, that's big right there. And I think he's really going to connect with the players. Uh, you know, he's, his age, I feel, is going to be a big part of it. Um, you know, having a coach that's 41 years old, he can relate to the players a lot better than uh, Coach Coach Babers did. You know, Coach Babers is 63 years old, 62 years old. So I think that plays a really big role of how the players talk to him and respect him. Uh, and, and just the whole community of being that young, it's like he could do a lot of big things here. Um, and I, I mean, the whole community, myself, the alumni, I mean, we're – going to support him. You know what I mean? We're going to support him. We're, we're, we're very happy. Obviously got me stuttering over here and everything else. Got me sweating. I'm ready to go. It feels like the beginning of the football season because it's something completely new. Mm-hmm. And we got something new coming in here with a different change, different attitude, with a winning attitude, been around winners, and he's going to bring that here to Syracuse. And that's what we need. I'm going to tell our promotions team to cut that right there. That's perfect. Promotions team, once you're listening to this, give it a nice cut. Because that should be going in a commercial. Because mm-hmm. I think that really sums up again, not just how get, a on, fan get, feels, get, but hold, how hold, a Syracuse player hold, hold, feels. Am I going to get paid for that commercial? Um, <laughs> maybe. I'll have to see if we can work in an extra cup M- for you. Mugro is always hold asking on, that yeah, tough yeah, question. On, Thank you, baby. Yeah, it's my Thank money you. now, baby. Thank you, baby. We got the money man already. coming. We're ready to go, baby. Syracuse. <laughs> So let's let's I bring seen it back. This hyped up. I'm telling you, no, because I think it's just because he loves snow that much. Oh, that's. See, we don't talk about the snow on the yeah, podcast. We're, yeah. not try, we're not trying to get the recruits not to come here, okay? Yeah, right. I'm gonna I'm don't gonna, say the S word. The funniest part about this, though, is sure, really quick. Sure. LSU is playing Syracuse tonight at the Dome. Filming this Tuesday. Okay. Keep going. How many players from LSU has never seen snow? Oh, I wonder. It depends if they are from the South. Which yes. I feel a good, good amount of them are, but sure. you're right. Pro- I would bet a few. When they walked off that plane. I bet a few were like that. When they got off that plane today. <laughs> a few were like that. When they got off that plane and walked into that dome. Yeah. And when they leave the dome after the game, oh, I would love to see their faces. I would love to see their faces <laughs> when they walk into the buses. Probably never coming back here again. Maybe. One but, hey, let's get back to football. Let's get back to football. Let's get back to football, baby. Um, just to catch fans up, again, 
Fran Brown, born and raised Camden, New Jersey, uh, had a tough upbringing. Really great article by the Camden Courier Times um, detailing about how his mother had him when she was 13 years old and how he never knew his father. He bounced around houses, really in, in part was, you know, w- was raised around the streets and, was, and saw violence happen. And so for him, he's a story in and of itself where he's, it, it's inspirational. No matter what way you look at it, he's inspirational. Goes to Camden, ends up going to Hudson Valley Community College, plays Juco ball, goes to Western Carolina, has some short off and on stints with the Bengals, then finds himself in that, what am I going to do with my life? He ends up you know, working a few jobs, takes a step down financially to be the director of player development or one of those under Steve Adazio in 2013 at Temple because he said to he and his wife, this is going to be the best for us. From there, he gets the grad assistant position, and he works his way up to defensive backs coach under now Nebraska coach Matt Rule. And that's where he's he's tied somewhat at the hip with Matt Rule over the next five years or so because he was a part of a turnaround program at Temple. I was there for it. I watched it. I was at practices. And he was a part of that culture and that energy where when you went to those practices, you said, I'm around winners. This is what it feels like to be around a winning program. He does that with him at Temple. He goes with him to Baylor. He comes back to Temple thinking he's coaching under Manny Diaz. He leaves for Miami. Rod Carey steps in. But he's around that spot where he was interviewing for that head coaching spot. He interviewed again and didn't get it. So those opportunities had been there, and now is his time. But in between those, he ends up at Rutgers working with Greg Schiano, and that is really where just the recruiting takes off i mean uh, apparently he's making he was making seven hundred thousand something at georgia to be the recruiter and d-backs coach yes but outside of the recruiting the players that he was developing <laughs> as d-backs right um sean champ chandler Tavon young guys again that were at this group of five school at temple that were going on to the nfl because they were working directly with him and when that head coaching vacancy was open the players that were in the NFL that he helped mold, that he helped be a part of their story, were on Twitter saying Fran Brown. It didn't happen, but it just goes to show you that some of the people that he crosses paths with, that they have such a good feeling towards him, at least the ones that we're seeing. You could even see just in the initial statement that he made today, it was included in the press release mm-hmm. once Syracuse University announces it, I don't have the exact quote on me, but something to the effect of, I want these players to succeed at life because of their time at Syracuse University. And when you explain his entire backstory, his upbringing, where he comes from, what he's endured and what he's overcome, you start to see that he has a very unique perspective, not only because of his age, but also because of the things that he's been through. And it matters, at least to me, and I think to a lot of other people, that he was able to figure out a way to overcome all the obstacles. Overcome all of the obstacles. I mean, this is not just football type stuff. This is real life. It's real life stuff that he overcame. And honestly, how much of the time do you see lessons that are you learning your entire life being translated onto the football field? And a lot, a lot of it. Um, you know, and that's the whole thing of being a coach. A coach is, you know, you're just not X and O's. It's more of, you know, especially at, at that age in college of of having, you know, your coach, your role model, a mentor, um, and he's going to be on your butt all the time, you know, and, and that's good to have that type of coach. And, um, you know, w- with him coming coming to Syracuse, he'll bring all that. And obviously already, as, as what I've been hearing, that the players all love him, you know, the, the players that he's coached and been around, uh, even the staff members, obviously, you know, when he – 
was going in between jobs, he got picked up pretty quickly. <laughs> so th that's always a positive thing. But I, I think he's really going to be able to relate, relate to the players and be able to uh, understand the players and the players mm -hmm. understand him. And, you know, by having him here, I, I think it's just nothing but positive. I mean, it can't get no worse than we had it. And, you know, by Wild Hat giving him the opportunity, uh, he's excited to be here and, you know, we're excited to have him. Brendan Hodges, you've been a part of, uh, you know, writing this article with me today and seeing everything that's come out. What is your take on Syracuse going with Fran Brown? Do you think this is more of a risk than some of the other names that were associated with this search? And do you like it? Well, Tommy, let me ask you something. You've been here longer than I have, obviously. And James, whoa, that's is that an not old joke? no. It's not an old joke. It's in a, it is a recognition of experience. Uh, what was the age? Uh, we know Dino over sixty. Right. What were the ages of previous coaches here? If you have them off the top of your head, on the older side, they weren't. They well, weren't. They weren't in the Scott 40s. Schaefer, yeah, not really. Forty-one. Um, Bef mean, before Dino was Doug Marone, right? Doug Marone, and he's in his sixties, seventies, right? Doug Marone is. Has Syracuse ever had a coach this 59? young before? I I don't think so. I I, uh, I like I unless they unless it's like Schwarzwalder back in the fifties, different time, right? Started and was here forever. Like it's a different. It's type a different of day and era. It's a different type. It's a different type of person. Been. But I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Regardless, it, we'll go. What with James that. is saying, and when we were talking a couple weeks ago, when Dino was, or I guess at this point, just over a week ago, mm -hmm. when Dino was fired, James was saying you need somebody who has been to the pre professional ranks, who can relate to these players. What is Fran Brown? He's got it while he didn't necessarily make it at the professional ranks, was there, has that experience, has connections there, and he's young enough to then relate to these players. He has their respect. He, he, has he takes a different he, approach. He, he, earned, he earned their respect, and that's why he has the opportunities that have been in, you know, faced in front of him. Um, but, you know, something, what I was, well, you, the question you asked me before about, you know, the coaches and the players. Um, he, 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 I mean, he'll have the ability to, you know, refine everything and bring his own players he wants in. And it's going to take some time, you know, but he, he he's going to be a special person, a special person here. And just because of his age, like you said, being, you know, so young, be able to relate with the players and stuff like that. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he's going to bring to the table. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, he showed firsthand what he can do with recruiting. I think the people he puts around him is going to be very important. Because yeah. again, end of the day, he's been around some. Big time names, but when he's the guy out there with that headset on, really for the first time, he's the head honcho. I just think it's probably a different experience, and, and it, I think he, and, and I'm sure SU thinks he's ready for it, but it's going to come down to those first few games. And what we talked about before previously was about okay, do Syracuse retain coaches? You know mm -hmm. that type of stuff. You know, is is Fran going to bring a couple guys from Georgia? We don't know what's going to happen with the whole coaching staff. There might be a couple guys that he brings from Georgia. You know, yeah, uh, not coaches. I'm saying coaches, not players. Yeah. And then also, as you were saying, um, I mean, there is there is the the component of when, like we were talking about in the very beginning about a player um, really likes that coach. Sure. You know, and the guys that he's bringing in, that could play a big role. The guys that he's bringing into Georgia. Um, his class that he's recruiting, sure. like had one-on-one, you know, stuff with him. Um, I don't, cause I don't know how it's broken down. They may want to jump ship and come here. Sure. 
It also you depends know. on NIL. What were they getting going mm-hmm. to Georgia? Right. That, is that going to so be bad? Yes, Which we know is probably. I mean, I could tell you right now. It's not going to be Georgia's matched. NIL fun. Is, <laughs> it's is, not going to be Syracuse's. Don't, we're not going to are be not like this. <laughs> I'm not saying it. It's like this. Who knows what it's going to be it's no coming in into this year, especially with money. the new coach <laughs> and also people. You know, I mean, it's it's right at the bottom of the release. You know, they're talking about. Um, fans can show their support for the Orange by joining Orange United or Athletes Who Care. So, like, they're using this, trying to build a way to build up this NIL because they know that's important. Um, there is also there is something to be said, I think. And, again, I get it, the money and the NIL and whatnot. But there is something to be said about being a part of something new. Yeah. There may be some people who really just want to be a part of what this becomes and mm-hmm. be able to say, I was in it from the start with Coach Brown and whoever else he brings in. And back to what we were saying earlier, I just, from the the vibes I get from him and the stories that I've heard, I really get the sense, my intuition tells me that even when he comes in here in Syracuse, he will have that mentality of, I have to earn your respect. And the players will feel that. I feel like he works hard in every place that he's that, in to build those relationships. And as a player, I think that would make me respect him more. And I, you know, I, I agree with that because I think a lot of coaches, unfortunately, when they've been around the game and they've been to the highest level, they demand respect automatically and think like it's like, well, listen, you you done that 35 years ago. Like, what do you, what have you done now? It's about, it's not what you've done so far, but the reason why you're there is because what you've done in the past. Um, but what have you done now? And, um, you know, prove, proven and being respected. That's, that's, that's part of the game. Like, it's, it's funny when we say that because like literally when you play professional football, it's all about respect. It's all about respect. And when I say respect, it's not nothing like a player's going to respect you. And when I say respect you, when you're on the ground, they pick you, help you up off the field. And they're not, you know, trying to do a cheap shot on you. You know, stuff like that. That's being respected. And, um, you know, fortunate for myself, I was well-respected. <laughs> so I didn't go through that stuff. But um, that's the whole thing. But I had to earn it, though, because sure. I had people try me. Mm-hmm. Okay? I had, I had some of my own teammates from Syracuse try me. I'm not going to say your name, Keith Bullock, but uh, <laughs> we, we, we won the game. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I hit him in his mouth. Uh-huh. He hit me in my mouth first, though, but he woke me up. So, you know, it's about earning respect. And I think, you know, the players and the people that they, uh, he brings in, you know, he'll, he'll, we'll get that respect. You know, he'll, he'll earn that respect from us. And, and, I mean, right now the community is down, but I feel like by hiring a new coach, the morale is back up again. And that's what happens. Last two thoughts on Fran Brown before we address this wheel here behind us. He had a line, and it's just a part of the line I want to say that – if you ask yourself, why has he become the best recruiter in the country? And one little part of a line that he once said in an interview was, I sell the truth. He's a soft-spoken guy. And I think the way that he comes across to people in the I sell the truth, I think he's probably as straight as an arrow when he comes to what he's spitting to these kids and their families. And end of the day, I think in some regards in the recruiting world, that was probably pretty refreshing. When well, he entered. Well, you know something, when, when you say he sells the truth, what a coach could also offer a player, okay, looking at the big, the big picture, is that, son, uh, you can come here and get a great education, okay, and play great football, mm-hmm. okay? How much playing time is going to depend on you, mm-hmm. how hard you're going to work. That's what I can guarantee you. Everything else, I can't guarantee you nothing else. I can't guarantee you go, you're going to play in professional. I can just guarantee you if these, your degree is on you, okay, Football is going to be on you as well. 
you're a young adult now. Let's make it happen. Right. And, you know, you want to complain about your playing time? Well, make plays in practice, make plays in games, and there's no more complaining. It's yeah. very simple. It's not a hard recipe to follow. Yeah. I, I have to say, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Listen, I think he's just one of those guys where he's a really hard guy not to root for. Yeah. You see the things he's been through. You see what he's earned. You see that he's well-respected. And I'd really just – I'm just going to leave it in his hands, going to give him a chance to just prove to the Syracuse community what he has to offer. There we go. And I actually – I'm going to double-check down on this thing. I'm going to – Hold on. Here I we gotta go. Say it again. Syracuse! I want to make sure I have the quote absolutely <laughs> right. So the internet, right the internet in this place. I need that 5G JMA wireless, man. This is I'll, absolutely I'll, killing I will, me. I'll, I'll stall for you, Tommy. Here, so um, I, I didn't necessarily answer. Hold your on. Question. Sorry, I, I do want to backtrack <laughs> on out, it because I said I said his quote was, "I don't sell. I tell the truth. If you're around me, you'll be successful. Don't so, sell, tell. I like that. Don't sell, I, tell. I like it right there. There it we is. go. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip." <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, so we want to finish with this because it is bowl season. This team is going bowling. And where they end up, we'll find out for certain on December 3rd, that's Sunday, and the day after is the first time that we will be hearing in person from Fran Brown, which also tells me that he's probably taking on it. He's staying to help coach Georgia with Alabama in the SEC championship over the weekend. But the way it's set up right now, there's so many ACC teams that made it that they really could end up in any of these. There's a few I think that they could, but I think we're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to spin the wheel, and what it lands on is we're going to break them down as we think these are our three. Because it's kind of a guess. Um, I think most likely it's probably going to be Fenway mm-hmm. or probably Birmingham, maybe first responder. We'll it, see. It, that's exactly how it's going to go. The wheel is going to decide. The wheel is going to decide. And we will talk and about it. And here's the thing, guys. We have wild spots on this as well. If mm-hmm. you hit one of those, pick whichever one you want. Oh, okay. the playoffs. Okay. Well, that's on the board. <laughs> that's, that, that's on the board, James. Orange Bowl. All right, James. James, your first spin. Okay, first spin. Okay, I'll go first. But I saw you were about to give me the, the first spin like a gentleman. Like a gentleman. I appreciate that. <clears throat> That would be lovely. Because the Gasparilla, Gasparilla, depending on where you're from. Where where is it? Is that in Texas? That's Tampa, Florida. Oh, it's Tampa. Tampa. Which is the dream. Which is my dream for this. (laughs) If that happens, oh boy, would I be a happy guy. You want to know what my nightmare is? (laughs) <laughs> what the bowl pin, game? The pinstripe, pinstripe bowl. bowl. So be, I'm probably going to land on that. Let's find out. I'd be out. shocked. I would be completely shocked. No. This is a bit, no whammies, what, no whammies, no whammies. Pinstripe. Wow, that was... I mean, you know, I'm going to have you, you do you that say, again. You that, that was awful. Let's address that. Can I say... Can I just... I just want to say one thing. I thought that I was going to be able to pull it my way. Sure. And I was wrong. Yes, I am going to take another spin because obviously... Go for it. I need a little more juice. Doing the middle will be better. 
So everybody calm down. I understand it was a week spent. So while we're waiting, it could be anywhere from December 22nd through, I believe, December 30th. So Christmas week. The Pop-Tarts The edible mascot! I would be shocked if they get to Orlando. I think that is a higher tier. (laughs) But we're staying in Florida for the sake of, you know, the wheel tells all. We trust the wheel. Okay. Tommy Spin. Pop-Tart. Um... I'm going to have you do it, but I'm going to send my channel my okay. energy through your shoulder. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Okay, here we go. Good spin, too, Samantha. That was, that was my spin. That was oh, his whoa. spin. <laughs> Good arm strength. Birmingham All ball. All right. Which, which, this case, I think is one of the more likely. I think if I'm Syracuse and a Syracuse fan, probably not where I want to be. Personally... <laughs> I want to go somewhere just warmer than Syracuse, New York in December. So I'm okay with that. If you're wanting to sell the most tickets, you're probably not loving Birmingham. I think with the resurgence of hope, I think there's going to be people going no matter what. But if you were to end up in Tampa or Fenway, to me, I think those are the best um, best case scenarios for the university. So what are the most likely scenarios then that are on the board tonight, Tommy? Birmingham and Fenway. Fenway. You, th- you think yeah. so? And, and But honestly, I've seen two different experts. I think Brett McMurphy and someone else had them in. It was either the Armed Forces Bowl or the or the Armed Forces and... It's not the military, is it? No, not the military. I have those That's on. Possible. I have. Wait, I have those on your notes. Look at your notes. I, I, I think, I, I think though... It's either I think Fort Worth or, or... I think Dallas. Fenway would get the most fans. That's my personal opinion. I think Tampa would get the most fans. Okay. A, lot of, a, lot of, think, a lot of Snowbird alumni, actually. Okay. Yeah, I, but I we think have a lot of people, alumni that live there too, as well, though. I think and, and, James. And, and I think James would be more excited to hop on a flight to Tampa than he would Boston. <laughs> and I'm taking. I'm talking about just going off the the fan perspective. Um, yeah, Armed Forces Bowl, Fort Worth on the 23rd, and then we also had. There were a couple Gasparillas one? in there. Oh, I'm pretty sure. first responder bowl in Dallas on the mm. 26th. That would be tough. That means traveling on Christmas. Yeah. Don't love that. You think SU's going to use the whole, hey, we have final exams that first week of bowl weekend, bowl season again? Mm. It's possible. I mean, you never know. Yeah. But also, I don't think we are, could be that choosy as well where we go, probably. Point, At yeah. six and six, yeah. <laughs> you don't really get <laughs> like your You pick. don't really like, yeah. You if some miracle happens and we end up in San Diego, yeah. Yeah. God right. bless. I do um, have a trivia question. If you yeah, let's do trivia before we, before we run out of here. We gotta bowl go. season. Nice. Do you guys know the first ever bowl game was played in 1902? Hmm. It was a hmm. Rose Bowl between Michigan and Stanford. Okay. Michigan destroyed Stanford that day. How many years separate that bowl game from Syracuse's first appearance in a bowl game? Oh. So it was 1902? Was the first ever bowl game played, <laughs> yes, how many years separate uh, that year from when Syracuse first played in the bowl game? I can tell you that game was the Orange Bowl, and they got crushed. Syracuse's first one? Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, up until a certain point, it was just like the orange, sugar, cotton, right, rose. I believe those. They, they, yeah, they, they were the only four or so for a while. Um, well, was can we can we ask a, ask for a hint? Uh, the hint was that it was the Orange Bowl. Yeah, that gives us nothing, dude. What do you um, want from me? There's how about this? Can we, was it, was it, ben Sh- the, the, was it with Ben Schwartzwalder? Yes. Okay. So, all right, we have that to go off of. So it's post-World War II because he, he, uh, he was a pretty badass dude, it seemed, in World War II. Paratrooper. Paratrooper. Um, 
Okay. So I want to say Schwartzwalder took over in 50, maybe? That's so, funny because I was well, going to guess this. That's what it, really? 52? I honestly was going to say. I'm going to go. I, I think I'm starting to tie in like the Jim Brown years with that. So I'm thinking maybe do I backtrack a little bit? I think I'll go 1949. And you're going to go 1952? No. Well, he's saying. Th- or you're going to say 52 years. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, yeah, sorry. I'm going to go with a, with a straight 50. You're going to go straight 50, 50 years. Okay. I mean, I know for a fact it was at least in the 50s because if you guys ever watched The Express, mm-hmm. the Ernie Davis story, there's that scene in when I believe it's him and maybe Jim Brown's character. They're in the either Sugar or Cotton Bowl, but it's down south, and there's this whole thing about them not being able to stay in the hotel because they were black. Yeah. So that lets you know 52. that it was definitely. So 52. 1952. 50. 50. 1949. Let me just review those answers real quick. So Tommy says 1949. Sam says 50 years, so 1952, right? No, uh, no, I'll go 1950. Oh, you're copying James. I'm not oh, copying James. 1950, mm. and so, then right. James goes 1952. I think I like James's. You are all very close. 1949 was Ben Schwartzwalder's first year at Syracuse. Ah. It was not the first year they made a bowl game. Mm. Sorry, Tommy. Which leaves our two underdogs, James Mungro. And Samantha Croston. And against all odds, Mr. Mungro has finally beaten the two in trivia. And that he's not he, he is not he is not right on. The, the, I mean, he is, golly, he, I mean Brandon he, right on. I mean I'm he just is the closest golly. of the three. Here's your, here's your Oscar. Here's your, here's they, your speech. They played do your speech. Well, hang on, hey, do you audience. want the, you like want the, the answer? I like to thank my parents. Um, <laughs> do you want the alumni. answer? Like, yes. The so they played in the nineteen fifty three Orange Bowl. So nice. James is about but a it was year 52 off. Year, it was 52. 51 was, years. Okay. So you're, That's pretty you're darn close. good. Though, That's pretty if darn we're good. going by Price is Right rules, Sam actually won because she didn't go over. Bang! You're desperate for so a bang. He, 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 so, so he gave me the reward, but Sorry, he said, well, please give it to her. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what he said. Like, appreciate it. Congratulations, <laughs> Sam. Congratulations. All right. Orange Zone Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Hey, um, hey excuse me. Excuse me. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got a new coach. Fran Brown is our new coach at Syracuse University. We're on. Hey, that's this. I'll talk about this. Mic drop right the now. The alumni are excited. The mic alumni drop. are excited. That's okay. only happened two times. We've had two mic drops of all time. He's coming back here right now. <laughs> We're out of here. We'll be back next week. See ya. See ya.